the guys from Ping, they've kind of shown me how much the equipment matters. I just love that I can hit any shot I kind of want. We're going to be able to tell some fun stories about what goes on here to help golfers play better golf. Welcome back to the Ping Proving Grounds podcast. I'm Shane Bacon with Marty Jertson, and we're going to talk uh, today about fitting. Uh, and I know we talk so much about fitting in and around golf. Uh, it's very, very important. Everybody kind of screams at players now, you got to get fit, you got to go get fit. I wanted to start with you about what you do in terms of your own fitting. You're a great player. You've played a major championships. How much time do you spend on your own golf bag? How much time do you spend kind of putting together what you're going to go out and play with in terms of 14 clubs? Yeah, I mean, uh, luckily I get to experiment with that quite a bit. But Shane, I think what I do is I, I schedule my fittings once or twice a year with one of our master fitters. And I tell them, hey, treat me as if you don't know who I am. Right. And so they can they can uh, make sure I don't come in with any bias about my own personal game and they can try to find something that I'm too biased to be aware of with my own observation, even, even with all my experience and playing experience. So I love doing that as an advanced player once or twice a year, schedule fitting, have an expert come and look at your game. And they help me with a lot of things um, that I wouldn't otherwise be aware of. Looking at a new option, looking at a new club, looking at a new build, looking at a high lofted fairy wood with a shorter length. Ask me questions about where I'm playing golf, what tournaments I have coming up, what are my pain points on the golf course, looking at my on-course stats uh, and things of that nature. So I think that's very important is, you know, it, it would be easy for me to try to self-fit myself uh in and uh, i've tried to do that and it's better if i have an expert look at my game yeah i mean there's innocence that goes into it i mean everybody could go to a club champion and say i'm going to get fit here and have an idea of a club they have in mind but the way it feels like fitting has moved into is if you can go in unbiased in terms of what you're looking for maybe even what you think you're going to get fit into uh there's so much technology involved now there's there's so much data that you can look through i mean we've spent days looking through computers and robots and all sorts of things yeah. that really help a golfer understand way more about their own golf game than maybe they ever even thought they knew yeah, and I think that's the big thing that data is useful for. It's to it's to have findings that you you as a golfer you hit a bad shot on the course. Let's say you got it, your eight iron or something, and you, you wipe it over to the right, you know, and you just try to forget about it. I try to wipe it out of my mind. Or, uh, you know, we come in here to the putting lab and we'll ask the player, well, do you miss your putts to the left or to the right more? Well, I don't know about you, but I try to forget about my misses. I don't know if I miss more to I'm the left. I'm not very good at that, but <laughs> I really try right. as well. Um, so that's where the data can be really helpful and, and going to see an expert that can ask you those questions that you wouldn't otherwise be aware that that's even a thing, right? And, and extract that out of you and and uh, and try to find something uh, insightful and useful. And and we've come a long way in, in technology and the, in the usefulness of data and weaving that into the fitting process. Let's go back in terms of history. You said we've come a long way. I mean, Ping was at the forefront in terms of fitting players into clubs that work for them and not necessarily giving them something off the rack. In your time here, how much has fitting changed? Oh, it's been tremendous. I mean, uh, Karsten kind of put the industry on the map in, in terms of democratizing fitting because he wanted to make custom fitting available for everybody free of charge, like no extra cost. We can change your line goals. We can do different lengths. We can do grip size. Um, and those are our staple foundations of custom fitting that are still at the heart. Those are the foundation. Uh, but in my time here, 
uh, this is when I first started working at Ping, is when launch monitors first came on the scene. I mean, we were one of the first places here at the Proving Grounds to have a track man, right? And before that, we had ultrasonic sensors on the range that triangulated where the ball landed, and that's what we were doing. Technology's made it almost, it's, it's made it more advanced, but also easier. Yeah, yes, yeah, more advanced. Sometimes you're measuring things that you don't need to measure, so that's important, and I think that's an important lesson for the golfer, is that not everything that you can measure should be something you're trying to optimize for, and that's something I think we can get into the weeds on but um yeah i mean now from fast forward from when we were one of the first to have launch monitors here to now there's consumer launch monitors and a lot of people have them in their homes in their garage you go to the range you see a garmin r10 you see the you know flight scope mevo pluses out there and things of that nature so people you know i think in every every 10 years or so uh, the everyday golfer kind of has tools and technology that it, you know the tour players have or us on the research side so you know the early days of launch monitors though it was hey now we can measure this then the question became well what do you do with it right and so that's where we came up with this in-flight fitting software to say okay this is your ball speed launch and spin on a driver is that good or bad what is optimal what is good gapping um, and really having those launch monitors tools tech now you know, you've seen our focal system, which measures, you know, it's kind of like an MRI machine for your golf swing. I mean, there's like 90 cameras in in, in this room, <laughs> yeah. and they're covering you around. It's wild. It, it feels like you're in an EA sports game. Yeah, exactly. That's the same technology, right? So, uh, but that's allowed us to ask questions of, of you know, get insights out of those tools. Um, and really, it, it could be a situation where it gets too complex, and, and you the golfer might get overwhelmed. Hey, there's too much technology. What do all these numbers mean? I think it's very important for us at ping to make the complex simple right is to take how do you, all how that. Do, you do that i mean because when i'm hitting balls and i'm looking at TrackMan numbers there's so much information on the screen and there's terms that everyday golfers don't understand what is smash factor how important is ball speed versus club head speed how do you take all of the information that's available now and give it to a player in an hour that they can actually understand and take home and, un and trust in the equipment yeah i think that's a tricky part is is you take all those measurements that you can measure well what what are the key ones? What are the important ones? Uh, and then we have to scale that to the skill of the golfer too, right? Some golf golfers going to be more repeatable or not. Some golfers think, hey, I'm not consistent enough for a custom fitting. Well, uh, you know, you can lean on, you know, static measurements of how your 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 how tall you are, how long your arms are, how big your hands are. Um, and so for the beginning golfer. Somebody just getting into the game, that's why fitting is really important, you, is you can lean on uh, the more fundamental things of how a golfer's built. Then you fast forward to the most advanced golfers when we're working with our tour players, you're getting really down into the weeds. That's when you might need to look at those more advanced numbers. Maybe you're weaving in um, you know, teaching and fitting at the same time and making sure that we're making changes to the equipment that their coach is kind of uh, bought into because maybe they're working on a swing change to try to get them to deliver dynamically flat or reduce their rate of closure and things of that nature. So we need to scale our fitting processes to our customer, right? Your everyday golfer, beginning golfer, we might not need to get down into the weeds that much, but for, you know, Victor or, you know, when we have, um, you know, Boyd Summerhays and Tony Finau in, we are getting into the weeds. So you, I always think about like the first down line in football or shot tracer when you're watching golf on TV. And I think back to when I was initially getting fit, you know, years ago, and there was an entire bag of drivers and there's mm. an entire bag of three woods. What's been the biggest advance in technology in terms of fitting to help you guys out in terms of explaining what's going on to the player in front of you? 
Yeah, that's a great question, Shane. I think it's uh, it's being able to pass on all those fitting levers that we could give to the tour players. Now your everyday golfer can get, right? When so did the, that change? Like, when did that adjust from you come in and we kind of dot you to the right iron to now we can actually give you the same information that Tony Finau gets? Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of been a gradual evolution. You know, I think back to when I first started, we had our years ago? tie aside close to 20 now, there so 19 there years. We but we had our, our tie aside metal woods that had different sleeves on them. And they had, you could move the shaft around and be more upright, flatter, and, and change the loft. Well, fast forward to, you know, uh, about 10 years after that, we, we started screwing in our hosel. And what's fun about that is that it's really being able to pass along what the tour players had access to. So before we had that, let's say you had a G5, G10 driver, glued in hosel. Well, if if Lee Westwood needed a little less loft, guess what? We would kind of trim the ferrule and shim, we call it shimming. We'd shim the shaft in to have a little less loft. Um, well, you know, I think I, I view my role is to kind of take, hey, that access to the tour players have, let's pass that to the everyday golfer. And so then we designed our hosel. Now the everyday golfer in the fitter could do that. So you unlocked all this little micro tweaking of loft. Well, fast forward to our G410 driver, it's, you know, hey, our tour players, some of them uh, want to make the driver not go as left or eliminate the left side. Well, we put a little hot melt in the toe. Well, it wasn't fair that your everyday golfer couldn't do that, right? right? So that's when we brought in the CG shifter. So now when you go into the, the, the fitting environment, you can tweak, you can change shafts, you can micro tweak the loss in between your 9, 10, 5, 12, and you can change the center of gravity of the club. So you can unlock all these variables. And again, it's like that same level of access that literally our, our tour players have access to. Now, the everyday golfer can get dialed in with their fitter. You think about fitting in terms of the equipment you have here at Ping, and then you think about the player. When the player comes in, how important is it to fit them for how they play versus maybe how you want them to swing or how they want to swing? Yeah, I think I think custom fitting is a lot about reducing, um, you know, the the golfer from having to make compensations. Okay. That's a good way to look at custom. So you're fitting. hitting a big. So I'm hitting a big slice. Yep. I'm, I'm a 15 handicap that slices it. 30 yards and I keep hitting the slice and keep hitting the slice. And you're basically trying to make that same exact swing go less right. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and that's one of the advantages of now of our CG shifter is that you could look at that and be like, Hey, that's kind of a band aid If we put the center of gravity in the heel, well, guess what? And our tour players do this all the time. You start changing your mechanics, working on your swing and your path less over the top, et cetera. You can move that center CG shifter uh, back to the neutral position, right? That's one of the really fun advantages is is uh, of custom fitting and then having that little little bit of adjustability there uh, in the fitting process. Marty, what I think is so cool here at Ping when I watch you guys go through your processes is you're using technology to make it easier on the player. And you think about coming in and, and getting fit for a putter. You think about going out to the driving range. And in theory, you have three hours to get fit if you want it, but not everybody can swing every club in their bag for three hours. You guys have leaned on technology to simplify that process and make it easier for somebody that maybe only has 30 minutes or 45 minutes or doesn't want to hit every club in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. We've really tried to lean on our data. We have a team of data scientists. And so, uh, we have a lot of algorithms. How many scientists are here? Are there oh, like a hundred yeah. scientists here at Ping? <laughs> I mean, our engineering team is, is, uh, it's approaching. Like NASA. Yeah, no, we're, we're, uh, uh, about 80, 80, 
engineers, you know, between engineers, machinists, technicians, data scientists. Data science is a new thing. Like we didn't have data scientists five years ago, <laughs> but now we have so much data. We need to go in there and extract it and make sure we're doing meaningful things, right? Um, so we've developed a lot of tools in tech. Uh, I think Shane, exactly is what you talked about is uh, if you want a full bag fitting, it, you, you would be exhausted, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's almost half a day to come here and get fit through the bag because, again, you want to make sure everybody's comfortable wedged through driver. Yep, exactly. So that full bag fit. Um, and and a, a skilled fitter, and we focus this a lot here, is not going to allow that golfer to rake balls over, whack it, rake it, whack it, and they get tired, right? So a lot of times in that fitting experience, we'll, we'll do very simple things like this. Golfers start to hit drivers. And we will pull the golf balls away and start tossing to them like a tour player. So they're hitting one ball at a time. Okay. Now, why do we do that? It brings in more focus. We can control the pace of them fitting. So we, if you can tell, oh, they're kind of dragging them over, whacking them. Hey, take a little breather, recalibrate. Hey, we're going to set you up in a game-like fitting environment that we call it. See those poles out there? That's your fairway. You know, Hit your natural shot. Or we'll create situational um, uh, games like pretend you're on a reachable par five, you know, give me, give me your swing there. Um, I think when we were, when we were working with you, even on irons, we had you hit different shots, uh, hit your knockdown shot, hit your stinger driver. What would you do if the wind's blowing? And so a really good fitting situation, we can put you in those on-course simulations and make sure the club's going to be, be working for those scenarios. And I know you guys have been working on technology and I think this is really, really smart because I'd say, as someone that observes golfers a lot, and obviously I don't live in your space, but the gapping is a big issue. And I mean, even for professional golfers, gapping is an issue. I think, would you call the, the, the bad area over 200 yards? What do you oh, say? yeah. The tour da- players danger call it? zone play. Danger zone. Exactly. If you're 200 to 230, even for tour players at times, they feel way less comfortable in that world because there are less clubs that they can go after and hit in that space. I know you guys have been working on technology to help you guys out in that world as well. For again, for someone that wants to come in, get fit, doesn't have all day to hit balls, and doesn't want to get exhausted going through the bag. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We're developing, and we have, and we'll continue to refine uh, a tool called the Gapping App, which which gives our fitters that ability to figure out what is the optimal uh, set makeup for your bag. And really, you don't want to look at when you go to get fit, it's like, hey, I need to go get new irons. Well, that might impact how you gap your wedges. That might impact how you you transition to either hybrids or high lofted fairway woods. And that's one of the toughest problems to solve out there uh, because a golfer might not have a fitter and a golfer might not have access to hit all those different clubs, see what they're going to do, the time and energy to do that. So we're building more and more tools to predict how they would hit those clubs. And our predictions are getting more and more accurate. We're kind of feeding, it's kind of like is real artificial intelligence. We're feeding our algorithms and our model with data from Pingman, player testing, the fittings we do. And as we do that, the algorithms are getting smarter and smarter. And, and it scales for fast players like, like yourself, where you might end your bag at a four iron or you know some of our even faster players, Tony Finau are ending it at a three iron, to your uh, slower swing speed golfer that's going to start their, in their irons at a seven iron and then play a six hybrid. So it's really fun. You can go in there and simulate, hey, how would that hybrid trajectory compared to a fairway wood? Some golfers prefer fairway woods over hybrids or vice versa, right? So you can do a lot of these what-if experiments uh, without exhausting the player. And quite frankly, we can actually do a better fit 
just having to get really good seven iron numbers than exhausting them and having them hit all these these uh, fairway woods and long irons and things of that nature. What do you tell people that come in and go, okay, I, I got to get fit for my driver. I love my driver. Obviously, you know, it's the most fun club to hit in the bag. I want to get fit for my driver. I want to get fit for my woods. But maybe I, I don't want to spend too much time on my wedges or even, you know, here in the putting lab with the putter. What do you say to people that are maybe focused a little bit more on the clubs that hit it far and maybe less on the clubs that don't? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I mean, when you're part of the the fitting process is to interview the golfer and get to know what's important to them, right? So I think it's it's our job to know maybe statistically what are the most important clubs in the bag. And and candidly, the driver is the most important. Right. It has the, is the biggest contribution to score. That may be a controversial thing because everyone's like, oh, you hit – you know, you hit more shots with your putter, therefore it must be the most important. Uh, and But the putter and the driver are close. It's almost tied for first, of which is the most important for scoring, uh, but the driver leads a little bit. So if it's that scenario, I mean, we 100% support them <laughs> trying to get them dialed in on the driver because uh, A, it's fun, and B, it has the, the biggest contribution to scoring. But second of that is your putter, right? And we see so many folks that um, in that scenario, we would say, hey, just give me a few putts with your putter. Let's make sure you're in the right stroke type. So one of the lowest hanging fruit we see in putters is to match how somebody, how much they rotate the face of the putter and make sure they're in the right balance. So to simplify, it's you know either a face balance or strong arc or, or toe down putter, right? And so that's a simple way to kind of get in there, uh, provide some stats. Hey, this is how much putting contributes to your overall score of the game. Um, and then we can do things like showcase performance if it's wedges. Hey, let's just chip a few while you're warming up. Just chip a few here, and we can take a look at the grinds and see. Hey, get, you know maybe they're kind of steep. We'll give them a wide sole, and they'll get that click. They'll get a little more turf protection. They won't fat one every once in a while. And so you can kind of subtly introduce the, introduce uh, those concepts if they're if they're kind of like, yeah, I don't want to look at my, my wedges and my putter. And some people, a lot of people are intimidated by getting fit for wedges. Agreed, yep. Right? It's a, yeah, chipping can be a scary thing for a lot of golfers. So a good fitter will empathize with the player and not too much, put too much pressure on them, maybe have them hit a few while they go assembling their, their fitting, their, their seven iron interchangeable club or some of that nature. Very smart. So you, you know, you look at the technology that you guys have already and the stuff that you guys are about to introduce. I mean, you talk about the gapping system, which I think is so smart and it's so, it's so, innovative in terms of the technology you can lean on how much more is there you know you feel like you kind of get to a point where what more can we do for the golfer at home i i shane i think about that concept a lot you know it's like i think it'd be it's it's a very easy thing uh to kind of think hey how much more can these companies do well, that's been the case for all 20 years right, I've right, been right, here. Right. I think the reality is, I think there's, there's this famous quote like, um, you know, the further you are from the shore, the deeper the ocean, you know, and, and I think myself and my colleagues are very, are more optimistic and excited about the future than ever, right? Because we have both design innovation pathways that are very exciting to get more performance and we have more advanced custom fitting tools, right? And I go back to the tour players, they have access to shot link data. Okay, so their teams, you know this, Shane, their teams, they have statisticians and, they get and reports, coaches. Literally about how they did week to week and, and quarter to quarter. Exactly. They get reports. They get a report when they show up to the course. A lot of them have a statistician that's like, this is how you should play this hole. You might want to put it in this different type of club. They look at the history of things. They're constantly either instructing and or equipment, working with our tour reps, maybe changing a club for a certain golf course, right? 
that's coming for the everyday golfer, right? Things like Arcos, they give uh, the ability to measure that on-course performance. And then with our data science team, we can go in there and take a look at that level of nuance to your everyday golfer and provide insights that they would, just like a tour player, might not be able to get themselves. So the future is very bright on that front. I was uh, I was at an event a few weeks ago. It was an outpost event at Chichesi, and there was a guy there that was setting up his like buddy's golf trip and he well, he's an he's an analyst he was doing data work on his laptop <laughs> he had all of his friends submit for the year their scorecards of how they played certain holes and he would match players depending on how they play certain holes in all shot and as i was looking at his computer i was thinking my friends don't do this and maybe eventually <laughs> we'll get to this point but uh i mean again there it's out there i mean you can obviously lean on this if you have the appropriate information and you know what you're doing and like you said we're going to get closer and closer to the tour player probably sooner than later yeah we already have a solution for this Shane. it's called my game insights so if you're a member of our ping community it's called ping nation you log in and you're, you you've used arcos for for uh three or three or more rounds you can go in there and connect uh, your Arcos data into ping and we have algorithms that will go in there and, and look at your data and determine if you have a you know a right miss tendency on your driver determine if you have a gapping issue and we'll provide those insights to you the golfer in very much the same way tour players do so uh, if, if you're an Arcos user uh, and 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 have our product connect your accounts and check out my game insights it's, it's really cool it's it's the uh, it's the beginning of that journey crazy um so a, a scary thing to always do but we did it I asked people on Twitter for some questions about things <laughs> so uh, I went through and made sure I pulled the appropriate ones and I'm gonna start with this one a very smart question I've never thought about this for Philip ask general question about dealing with a fitter should you tip your fitter oh man I tell you what uh, if you I would say this maybe if you get your clubs and you're playing better golf, maybe reserve that tip okay. until you're out there lowering your scores and, and, uh, and your, your clubs and your fitting lived up to it. Wait till the food arrives <laughs> exactly. before you tip the waiter. I like that. It's very smart. Um, do I, this is a question. I asked you a little bit about this, but do I get fit for the swing I have or the swing I'm trying to get to? That's a great question. I think golfers should look at fitting as a never-ending journey, right? So just like I talked about myself, I schedule a fitting at least once a year. Okay. I think your everyday golfer should kind of do the same, you know. Uh, but that is a that is a uh, you know a a very great question, and I think just like we looked at a little bit when you were hitting your irons, uh, and, and you know you want to play that little cut. It's like, hey, where should we go with this? Should we uh, fit me into this color code that's going to embrace that, or something that you can kind of you know lean into, be more aggressive with your technique? So a lot of times you want to kind of go right in between. Okay, uh, and that's again, like I talked about, one of the advantages. Maybe you, maybe you're a slicer of the ball. Let's go ahead and put you in that CG shifter to straighten it out in the in in the uh, draw position. But as you work on your path, as you take lessons uh, and improve your mechanics, you can now have that ability to change it yourself. So I think that question really depends on how much effort you're going to put put into working on your game, improving your swing, improving your mechanics, right? I think it comes down to that situation uh, for that question. There, there's like an open-mindedness, I feel like, that comes into this world. You know, when you go, when, when you go to get fit, to have, an, to have an open mind, to try stuff that you're, you know you're probably not going to go with, but just to see what it does, to see how the ball flies, to see how much further you can hit a seven iron versus what you think you're probably going to get fit into. I feel like if you're going to go into this world, if you're going to go to ping and get fit, 
try everything. I mean, yeah. why not? You're there for a certain amount of time. I think it's worth at least seeing the different opportunities and, and options out there to see maybe again, even if you don't go this way, you can at least see what's available. Yeah, no, I think that's a great that's a great point, Shane. We have a lot of golfers come in here that have their mindset on, hey, I want to play our blueprint iron right. or our I fifty nine. I'm a blade iron. person. I'm a this blade is what I'm going person with. and they'll leave with I two thirties and they love it. They love it. The feedback is fantastic. Or some players are I two thirties. They'll leave with our our you know G four thirty iron, right? And uh, and so that's a lot of fun. I think that's a very good point. Be very open minded uh, when you go in for your fitting because the a, a very skilled and trained fitter uh, will uh, kind of spectrum you a little bit. They'll test you into different things, right? They'll put you in a shaft that's too stiff, kind of on purpose, so you can kind of feel what's that that's like, and then bring it and then bring it back. A lot of questions about this, and we've covered it a little bit, but most golfers do not have a repeatable swings. You know, most golfers' handicaps, I'm assuming, are somewhere around 15. Without that, I've always wondered if fitting actually matters for those level players. Yeah, I think fitting is a, is a, is a spectrum. So if you're a, a less skilled golfer, less repeatable golfer, you can lean on more uh, static fitting, we call it, right? Your build, your height, your wrist to floor. Uh, 95% of people fit into within plus or minus – uh, two degrees of their static fit using our color code system. So why is that important? If you're a less repeatable golfer and we give you the right color code based on your fitting, based on how you're built, now you're going to make less compensations as you work on your game. Okay. And then if you're a more advanced player, uh, you, you might already know your line goal and your color code. We can get down more into the weeds. So we want to have fitting solutions for both the, the less skilled player and the super elite advanced player. Right. I thought this was a great question from Ryan McCoy. He said, you know, there's so much data out there to look for. What are the questions you should be asking your fitter to make sure they're not just trying to present you with the newest, hottest equipment? Yeah, no, that's an awesome question. So I think looking at dispersion is a big one. So I, I think we could break that into, okay, are you looking at your driver or maybe your irons or your wedges, right? Uh, so on a driver, you want to look at ball speed, not smash factor, because the launch monitors all measure clubhead speed a little bit differently. So we would make sure that we, we generally don't are not a fan of looking at smash factor like ball speed is king and then you want to get to to the right optimal launch and spin and then you want to look at things like dispersion and that's something very important for your everyday golfer don't just look at your one single best hit look at the grouping so have your fit say hey what's my stat area look like what's my consistency look like there's these little numbers on most of the launch monitors called plus or minus. We were looking at that. I think so. The other so day. you're you're hitting a seven. So you're hitting a seven iron one fifty, but you hit one one sixty. Look more at the consistency. Don't think you had seven iron one sixty because you ripped one one. Exactly. Time. You want to start looking at those groupings, how tight things are, how consistent is that spin. In irons, it's a really big deal not just to look at distance. You want to look at peak height. You want to look at landing angle, and we at Ping provided all of our fitters a really good guideline for what is a good spin rate. We see a lot of golfers out there that don't spin their irons enough, and it might look good when you're on the simulator, hey, I'm hitting this iron a mile, uh, but when you go to play golf, they can't stop it, they don't have good gapping, and things of that nature. So looking at peak height, landing angle, dispersions, consistency of spin, uh, are really, really important factors. I know you guys deal with both indoor and outdoor um, fittings. Yes. Can you talk about the benefits of both? 
Yeah, definitely. I think outdoor, if, if you have a chance to, I think outdoor is, is the best because you're hitting off turf. But the tools uh, for getting fit indoors have gotten way better, even, even in the last couple of years. Right now, there's golf balls that uh, radar companies uh, give more, more signal-to-noise ratio, like the RCT ball and things of that nature, that can provide better ballistic data for an indoor fit. Right. Um, I think one of the important things in an indoor fitting uh, is kind of getting that lie angle right. So you want to look at the spin axis of the shot. That's kind of a final thing uh, that you want to look at. Uh, outdoor fitting, you get, you know, if you have a launch monitor that's measuring the full downrange fight, that's a big benefit. But obviously, not every facility has premium golf balls, so you're having to to lie, rely on the launch monitor to predict the uh, the flight. So I think we've come a long way. The industry's come a long way. Some of the tools we've built to do things like gapping. We built some great tools for wedge fitting to upgrade the ability to do a good wedge fitting indoors. I think that's one of the biggest challenges is in wedges, you want to get the timing of the, the sole interaction to the golf ball and the acoustics. We can even do things. And I think some great fit, fitting facilities do this. You can evaluate how effective the grooves are on your wedges by introducing just a little moisture between the ball and the club face. So we'll do this here, which is quite fun, uh, is have somebody bring in their gamer wedges and, and we'll say, okay, well, there's uh, out, outdoors, there's going to be water and grass out there. So we're going to do a little simulation. We'll just put a little spritz of water on the ball or the club head. You hit it and measure the spin. And quite often, let's say they're spinning their wedges like 8,000. You put a little moisture there, their gamer wedges will drop in half. They'll spin at like 4,000. But then you hit our glide 4.0s in our latest wedges. You put that water on there, the spin will stay exactly the same. So that's a way that you can simulate outdoor conditions indoors, uh, which is quite fun. Yeah, you were telling me that basically every shot on grass has moisture. Basically every golf shot you hit on grass, when you guys really break it down frames per second, you're always going to see some level of moisture come up. Yeah, and that quite frankly, Shane, that was that was surprising. Like we had to use a, a you know high speed camera that was measuring like ten thousand frames a second. Right? <laughs> you guys have a camera that is a hundred thousand frames <laughs> yeah, per exactly. second. Uh, but it was crazy. I mean, we had Stan Utley in. I mean, he's one of the best short games of all time, and he's hitting pitch shots on a dry summer day out here. And we're just getting some video with this camera, see how he's delivering and look at all the microphysics of what's going on. And we, we, we opened up that video. And while the club is approaching the ball, it's kind of landing on the grass. It's clipping the grass. So little clippings are coming up and getting on the face. This is before you, you make impact with the ball. And you could see the water droplets getting squeezed out. And, and getting between the ball and the club face. And he's like, yeah, I pured that chip. It's like a perfectly good chip. And so that really was an eye-opener. Yes, any time except if you're hitting a ball off a tee, uh, there's going to be some level of debris or moisture. Even, even iron off a tee? Even if you're just it's just a, like a little knob there? Uh, yeah, it, I guess if – yeah, an iron off a tee, if, if you were to kind of brush the grass a little bit. So it's going to depend on your angle of gotcha, attack a little gotcha. bit. But, yeah, there's going to be moisture in there, and that's why the grooves and the finish and things of that nature. But going back to your question of out, indoor fitting, you can introduce that to evaluate – hey, I think – I mean, me as a golfer, I want my spin to be the same – regardless of the conditions because you're then you're going to have that more predictability and that shot that the the tour players hate is that you're hitting that pitch shot and it slides up the face right oh they hate that 
<laughs> I mean, we all hate that. We all it's hate terrible. that. terrible. Um, <laughs> I hate that. Uh, Max Davis had a good question about shaft selection. It's one of the biggest factors in getting properly fit, yet it might as well be rocket science for most people. Mm. How can people be made aware of the importance without bogging them down in terms of the specifics when you talk about shafts? Yeah, shaft fitting is tough because it's very individual. How players? There's thousands of them. I mean, there's there's, there's thousands of different options. Exactly. So, yeah, we've we've tried to simplify this. I think the 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 high level on shaft fitting is that your club head speed gets you in the ballpark for what flex to play, but how you transition it uh, the, in that change of direction is really a key to making sure you're going to love the feel of that shaft. Shane, I'm sure you've kind of had a had some shafts in your life that have been maybe a little stiffer in the butt section that you like because of how you transition it, right? Kind of a little more aggressive transition uh, than a Louis Oosthuizen or somebody, uh, somebody of that. You're saying nature. I don't swing it like Louis Oosthuizen? Well, you you just you you just so close transition it a little yeah. bit different okay. than Louis, okay, perfect. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's the key to shaft. So we, we've ha- d- uh, designed a bunch of fitting charts that we provide to our fitting network that says, okay, if your transition's like this, your, your, your swing speed's like this, and then the question is, do you, do you need to use the shaft to hit the ball a little bit higher, a little bit lower, and provide really good decision matrix there? And then we have a, uh, another app we've made, you know, more apps and software called the Shaft app that our fitters have access to to make the complex easy. It, 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 mi- it data mines through all the shafts that we've measured here at the Proving Grounds on our equipment, and then it, it marries it to algorithms that we've developed through our motion capture system and, and all the fittings that we do at the Proving Grounds, and it provides the top three shafts that you should start with and try, right? And we kind of use that as your starting point in the fitting process to break through I agree. I mean, keeping up with all the shafts out there and, and, and reading up on them and figure out this is supposed to do this, this is supposed to do that, oh, i got to try all these million shafts. We want to make the complex simple. Let's boil that down to the top three, go try them, and, and kind of iterate from there. It, it feels like that's the theme here is the information is abundant. I mean, we've talked about it. Yeah. There's so much stuff out there that we can learn about every single golf swing, and what you guys at Ping are really trying to do is to make it as simplified as humanly possible for somebody coming in, and that's shafts, and that's wedges, and that's putting, and that's gapping, and that's yep. everything. It's how can we put it on a one sheet, and you can actually look at it and understand it and don't need a PhD to understand it. Yeah, exactly. And and things have gotten a lot more complex from the days where we just made an I2 iron and it fit everybody, right? Now we have irons that have totally different loft configurations. We have irons where the face flexes a lot, irons where the face is more stable. So those little, those little gapping scenarios uh, become very nuanced. Uh, for example, our, our G430 hybrids, they, they go a long ways. So in our in our algorithms, uh, in our recommendations, we see this a lot in the LPGA Tour, is we'll have some gals who are playing a five iron, and then they play a five hybrid. And that's not a mistake. It's because our G430 hybrid goes far. It's meant to gap with the G430 irons. But if you're playing the I-230 iron, it is totally fine to play a five iron and a five hybrid, right? Those are going to provide good gapping. And that's because those irons go go uh, very different distances, very different trajectories. So, so basically, summarizing all this, get fit is what you're telling me. Make sure you get fit. Yeah, get fit. And I think the big thing is don't be intimidated. I think it can be very intimidating, or or to have in your head, hey, I'm not good enough to get fit. Well, I mean, it's uh, even if you're you're just getting into the game, you want to get those those macro level specs, the length. Uh, the color code based on your body type. So you're not making compensations as you're working on your game. Okay. So even if you have those thoughts in your head, um, um, you know, don't be intimidated by the process and make sure you get fit regardless of your skill level. And we're going to have different uh, levels of fitting uh, 
offered by and trained to our fitting network depending on your on your skill and, and we're going to scale the complexity as you get better at this game what do you guys ask players before they come in or is there something you can fill out you tell them what type of player you are handicap misses things like that yeah absolutely so yeah we 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 ask players about where they play golf do you travel a lot or not you know some golfers play the same course right. most of the time others are traveling around playing a variety of different conditions uh that's a big factor uh where you live i mean we fit golfers that, that fly in from denver aspen vale and they need totally different fittings than a golfer who lives here or lives at sea level the wind's going to affect it differently there's going to be different lift and drag so your environmental con- conditions are, are quite different and then shane this is really fun if a golfer is keeping track of their stats uh specifically arcos we can look at their data before their they history get here, before they arrive before they get here and and uh and we'll have findings uh and and insights from their game before they get here to get a major jump start and again that's exactly like tour players are fit right there okay so i have a three and a half year old son how early is how early should i be getting henry fit like now now Get him dialed. Get him in Phoenix. Get him dialed in. Get him, bring him, bring him down to the proving grounds and let's go. <laughs> I Three and a half a, is the age. That's a good example uh, of uh, at that age, we might not need to measure his transition type. And you don't want to know Henry's smash swing, factor? Yeah, but yeah. we need to know how tall he is. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> um, so as we summarize, get fit, pay attention to everything, be open-minded, and be excited about it. You're getting new clubs. When that box arrives, it's your golf clubs. It is like one of the great feelings for a golfer in this world is when you actually have stuff that you spent time getting fit for yeah. that you know is specific for your golf swing and your swing speed, and you get to take that out and really use it and then see how effective it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I still get excited when I schedule my fitting, and I'm and I got and I got a new five wood, you know, uh, half inch short, uh, our new tour two point black. Uh, you know, I got the hosel position in a certain setting. I'm like, I I love that feeling. The the ping box at the front door. I mean, you're talking next level excitement. It's adult Christmas all the time. It's exactly. like when you go on that first day on the golf trip. It's like when you land and have the first drink and you go, I finally made it. I got a seven with the other day and I was very excited about that. I'm Shade Bacon. That is Marty Jertson. And this is the Ping Proving Grounds podcast.